Welcome back to uh, Lemon and the Fro. I am one of your hosts, Kellen Conley, and over here, across from me, wearing a dashing hoodie and his Cubs jersey that he's sliding back on definitely is Lane Lemon. How you doing today, Kellen? <laughs> I'm good, Lane. You don't have to reach down to the microphone. It's going to pick you up there, buddy. Long time no sport talk. It's been a long time, it's I know. Since I, McGregor fight? It has been, yeah. It has been since right after the McGregor fight. And yeah. we, we both correctly predicted. It was predicted, before the McGregor It was right before. Fight, yeah. We mm-hmm. both predicted Mayweather would win, so big surprise there. We have guests today. Is that who these people are? Yes. Oh. We're actually in one we, of their, ha- their I houses. A live audience. I thought we had a live audience. <laughs> We're working on that. <laughs> right now. <laughs> they're both. Uh, right now we have... Gary Wolf and Anthony Sellers, who also do another podcast on the Hyphen Podcast Group called Fantasy Football Bosses, they just let us do episode eight of their show. And now they're doing episode three of our show. It's the first collaboration crossover. How's it feel to be a part of that, Lee? It's groundbreaking, really. <laughs> I think it's going to vault us up, up to, the, to the next level. It's going to taste to the top of the iTunes charts. We've got some good analysts and analysis now. Absolutely. There we go. Every little bit helps. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, they do fantasy football. We just spent almost an hour talking about fantasy football. Now we're going to talk about all kinds of sports, as what Lemon and Fro does. We talk about sports, and the main major sport that's going on right now is baseball. You have a major Swing game up. tonight. The defending champion, Chicago Cubs, are heading back to Washington, correct? That's correct. Yeah. In a game five must-win situation, something that Indians failed to do, and Anthony is a uh, Cleveland fan. Sorry to hear that, buddy. Just, you just had to bring it up. I did because I'm pissed at the Indians right now. I'm pissed the Yankees won. I hate the Yankees. I knew the Sox were going to lose. That's why we fired John Farrell. But, but the Indians weren't – this is supposed to be the Indians' year. No offense. Yeah, like, yeah it was. I, I thought this would be the year. So, Lane, how are you How are you feeling tonight going into the show? I uh, feel all right. Um, we're not facing Scherzer. We're not facing Strasburg. They have Gio Gonzalez on the mound. We're countering with Kyle Hendricks. Uh, Hendricks had a good game one. He went up against Strasburg, although Strasburg had the no-hitter through five, I think. Uh, Hendricks still didn't allow any runs, and he actually got the game one win um, against Strasburg. So I think Hendricks is very underrated. He doesn't throw very hard, but uh, he's he's very good placement, kind of like a Greg Maddox-type pitcher. Uh, he does. He doesn't kill you with velocity, but he kills you with placement and late movement on his pitches. Um, so Maddox was a beast back then. Maddox was one of the best ever. Um, so, yeah, I really like the. I, I like our our chances. Um, Washington has been a choke artist the last three or four years in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. They haven't gotten out of an NLDS since uh, since they became the Nationals before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I mean, they've got – they're a very talented ball club. I think it could go either way. Um, but I, I'm pretty confident in our ability with with us being all – going all the way to the World Series. We have a lot of the same players that we did last year. So we've got some experienced guys that have been there before, been in the big uh, elimination games. We went to seven against the Indians last year. So I, I like our chances. Uh, it's really just all going to depend on, on whose bats get going early. And we'll see how it goes. Anthony, Gary, what are your thoughts on uh, Game I have to agree tonight? with Lane. I like the experience of the Cubs from having to come back last year three down 3-1 three, in the <laughs> yeah. series. So, that was so heartbreaking to watch for me. <laughs> I, 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 I understand it was total elation for you. Mm-hmm. 
But man, that was so fucking gut-wrenching for me. <laughs> we all came to work um, last year. Like, did you watch the game? We were all up to like uh, three I in the morning. Not. I came to work in my jersey last year after after game seven. And I was immediately so, got yelled at. I immediately got yelled at, but it was worth it. I was so excited because I, like, I was all ready to like get on MLB shop, just get all the Cleveland like winning shit, yeah. and then it just didn't happen. I was like, son of a... <laughs> Um, I, I, I have to say, Lane, I'm worried about the Cubs tonight, man. You were right, though, because you did say earlier this season when we first started the podcast, you said the Cubs are turning around, the Cubs are going to make the playoffs. I'm not worried. And you were absolutely right in that. But I don't know. Like, after seeing the Indians fall apart, I'm worried the same thing could happen to the Cubbies. I mean, I, 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 I don't think that it's a guarantee at all that we win tonight. I'm not, I'm not super confident. That, that we're going to win tonight, but I think that we have the best chance to score some runs that we have all series. They had the day off, the extra day off the rain delay, so Strasburg could be healthy enough to pitch. So they had... Conspiracy! Yeah, so they had, Stra- <laughs> they had Strasburg game one. They... Uh, who did they have game two? Um, I can't remember. Uh, they had Scherzer pitch game three, which they... Which we actually came back and won after he had an amazing outing too. We've we've won two of these outings, but they've been late comebacks against against the Nationals. I think it's a good night for us to jump on Gio Gonzalez early and kind of get him out and have make them rely on their bullpen. Uh, they say Scherzer out of the bullpen tonight for at least two innings. He's good. Um, so if they get into a jam or gets in the sixth, seventh inning, we haven't scored yet. He might be a lockdown guy. So I think we need to jump on him early, mm-hmm. get a few <clears> rounds <throat> on the board, and then we'll see how it goes. And then hopefully Hendricks can give us five, six solid innings. That's usually his max. He doesn't throw 120 pitches like these other power guys. Right. He's, he's usually it gets into the hundreds, and, and he, they sit him down. I'm confident in our bullpen. Um, we haven't used them very much. Like I said, last last night, Arietta threw four innings, and then Lester came in and threw four perfect innings, or almost four perfect innings. I don't I don't know if he gave up the grand slam who, or who did that. Um, but So we have a fresh bullpen. So I, I think I think we're in a good spot. Just got to jump on them early. And then going into the NLCS and the ALCS, um, Anthony, Gary, what are your thoughts on Yankees, Astros, or potentially whoever the Dodgers have to face after Game 5 tonight? I like the Astros. They've played great all year. I hate the Yankees, so I'm going against them. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah, Regardless. We agree in that that, that's, that's, a, uh, that's been like since I was this tall. Yeah, So absolutely. Jose Altuve is playing out of his mind for the Astros. Yeah, so insane. I, I like the Astros coming out. Houston was my pick at the beginning of the playoffs to win it all. Yeah. Uh, they're pitching. They just added Verlander along with McCullers, and they've got uh, what's his, um, the guy with the beard, and I can't remember his name at this point. Um, but then their offense is just relentless. I, mean, I, I agree. I don't see the Yankees getting past them. Yeah, they've got six guys that can go yard. Mm-hmm. I mean, and at any time. And that's whenever you have something like that. Dangerous it's, it's combination. A tough, it's a yeah. tough thing to do in, in, in October. Now, the, but the Cubs, I see coming out of the NL, they played really well the second half of the season. The first half, they did not look good at all. Best record in no, the they, National yeah. League. Or best record in the National League in the second after the All-Star break. So they, they've looked really well after this All-Star break. So I, I think it's going to be a Cubs-Astros World Series and – I don't think the Cubs are going to repeat. Nah, it's, it's going to be tough for yeah. sure. I mean, uh, whenever you get that deep, it's all about who's been there sometimes. So that's that's what's what we have. 
Well, that's what we have to our benefit because even uh, the Yankees, the Astros, and the Dodgers, none of them have been there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Dodgers were there NLCS last year. We beat them there. So, I mean, Dodgers, the Dodgers scare me as well. But you know, say so that could be a good good series. Yeah. But Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw hasn't shown he can pitch well in pre in, in the postseason. At that's all. true. I mean, he had that one. I think in this past series was his best outing mm-hmm. of his postseason career. So the Dodgers are playing well, but I still think the Cubs could beat them. Um, if I had to make a, a pick right now. Just because I I just know how these freaking things go. I feel like the Yankees will somehow find a way into the freaking World Series. But then I'm going to take the Nationals to beat the Yankees. So I think the Nationals win tonight, Lane. I think if you had a more healthy Bryce Harper. I don't know. I just I just have a feeling. And I could be dead wrong by tomorrow morning. So that's why they call him a hot take. Well, I hope I you are dead Cubs, wrong. I, I, honestly, I think the Cubs will win tonight. Like, Nationals, I just, I don't know. They never seem to impress me when I watch. Mm. <clears throat> oh, we'll see. I mean, I, I just I just see the Nets, the Nets taking care of business. I feel like they have the momentum, unfortunately. I need two TVs tonight because my Panthers play 30. And I know you're trying to get out of here soon. We got to wrap this up. Game. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not quite yet. Well, but we, we can move on to, to better things. Uh, speaking of NFL, let's go ahead and talk about our respective NFL squads. Uh, you are a Panthers fan, Lane, and I don't remember what you picked the Panthers to do so far, but what are you thinking of your team so far? Because I know you were texting me after like week two saying bench Cam, <laughs> put in Derek Anderson, and now you're, you, you're glad Cam is proving you wrong. So how are you feeling going into tonight's matchup? Uh, I just see Cam. He's he's gotten he, he was out, didn't play very much during the preseason or spring or training camp. Um, so I, you got to give him time to get into the offense. They had a lot of new moving parts. Lost Greg Olson, his number one target, yeah. arguably his number one target. Yeah. Um, Ed Dixon filled in well last week at 170 yards. So that's going to help uh, if you have next man up mentality. And a lot then, of people putting them on their fancy radar mm-hmm. too. And so, I mean, I like what's, what, what we're doing. I like the, uh, the different looks we have on offense. Um, Curtis Samuel hasn't gotten into the play, play, make, or play calling as much as I'd liked him to because at Ohio State he was tough to bring down kind of like uh, McCaffrey is. Mm-hmm. Um, but McCaffrey looks like he's been there for five years as far as, looks as far as route running, as far as where he needs to be whenever he needs to be for Cam. I think he's done a really good job. Um, as far mentally, he knows where he's supposed to go before pre-snap, and that's something you don't get in a rookie all the time. It's something you get in like a, a veteran guy. <clears throat> Reminds me a lot of like Darren Sproles type player, and so uh, I like what we've done. I definitely like the four and one. I thought this was going to be a really tough part of our schedule. We're going to Foxborough, going to the Lions, and we snuck both of them out with wins. So I'd say we're well ahead of schedule. Um, and the Falcons are our competition in our division. Yeah, they're keeping they've, up with you. They've looked good, but they've looked like a weaker team than last year. They look stopped. The team that got beat. They lost 25-point lead. The Bowl. They I've been impressed with Devin Funches so far this year. Yeah, he's actually stepped up for a while. Yeah. He's coming out of he's coming to his potential. He was really good at Michigan. Um I see six foot five, fun, uh Benjamin six foot five. Olsen 6'6". Six, six. So I mean they, we got big targets, which is what I think the downfall to our team last year. Cam getting hit a lot, not not allowing speed guys, not allowing yeah. our, our routes to develop and give him time, and then by right. the time he does it, he's got somebody in his face and he's throwing the ball over their head. Mm-hmm. Things like that that you just look, oh, Cam's having a bad game. Well, 
you got to look at the whole entire the offense picture. whenever you want to really think, well, if they have no running game, they had no running game last year outside of the tackles because yeah. it's Jonathan Stewart. That's not the type of back that he is. So now they've got McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, guys that can get it in space, screen passes. That, that's that's their game. I think it really just makes our offense harder to defend. It gives our defense a lot more time on the sideline. We can sustain drives, and that's really just what, what makes a good defense into a great defense is field position and being able to rest on the sidelines and coming out fresh. All right, how you feel about the end of the night, the other game matchup? Philly, um, Philly, it's under the lights. Wentz hasn't really been there before so much. Thursday night football, short week. I think at home we have an advantage. I don't think it's going to be an easy win, um, but I think it'll be a close game that it'll, it'll come down to turnovers. But Wentz has been tearing it up this year. He's he been, has he's been, been tearing it up this but year. But on a short week against uh, – against, I think our front seven is top five. Secondary is questionable, but we – have one of the best offensive lines, though, too. Philly does. Yeah, yeah. They, they but they're really going out great. without Lane Johnson tonight. Mm-hmm. And without Lane Johnson, Wentz's stats are significantly lower. I saw a statistic yeah. about that on, on Twitter earlier. Without Lane Johnson, he's thrown like 12 interceptions to six touchdowns. And his the points like are like seven or eight mm-hmm. points less without him. And but that's I, why his name is – I think Wentz, Wentz, <laughs> Wentz is one of those guys that can do it on his own. And mm-hmm. that's where you see guys that – like. Golf is developing into when a broken play, he can make something out of nothing. And those are, yeah. that's, that's, he, he looks comfortable, more comfortable than a second year quarterback usually does. Yeah. If, if I were Carolina, I would target Philly's secondary. Mm-hmm. I, I, a couple times they've been tested, they have not shown well. And like you said, you've got six, five receivers. I'd go after their secondary. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Philly's big weakness is right now. Yep. I agree. Uh, I think, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, Panthers are favored by three points at home, so I don't know. I think I think we could win it by a field goal. Okay. So Anthony, uh, you host the YouTube show Browns in Our Blood with Eric Jordan, yes, uh, friend of the show and friend of Gary Wolf, and are not playing fantasy football. <laughs> um, Browns are zero and five now, going into a tough matchup against one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL and yep. one of the hottest offenses in the NFL. And with Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. So, how do you feel about your team this season? If you don't talk about it every single week. As if you don't talk about it every single week on Browns in their blood. And what about your thoughts going into the matchup this Sunday? We knew coming in it was going to be a long season. Now, I personally thought we'd beat the Jets. I thought we'd have at least two wins now. Like, I was kind of looking forward to that. Um, I think they mishandled Kaiser. They should have just let him sit. You think they're done with Kaiser? You think I don't think they're Ryan done. Hogan? No, I don't think they're done with Kaiser. But they should have. They shouldn't have started him from week one, in my opinion. I, I think I shouldn't have cut Brock personally. I, I voiced that opinion on Browns in Our Blood, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure about Osweiler. Like if they should have cut him or not. But I would have kept him around for a couple weeks, though. I mean, what's the difference between? Kind of but if, but if, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna keep him around, then he's got to start. How did they work? How did that work out? Uh, as far as money goes, uh, Cleveland's paying him fifteen point. So they're still paying him. Yeah, fifteen yeah. and a quarter, I think, million. And he signed a minimum contract to one year deal with Denver. I think at the end of the day, with with your as a coach, you got to if you want your guys to really give you everything they got, you got they got to believe that. They're putting the best guy out there for the job. Yeah. 
And with Brock Osweiler, he, he's not respected in the yeah, league. He's no. not. There's no way he is. And to, to start him, I think it's just kind of telling your guys. Because the Browns, I mean, yeah, they weren't going to the playoffs this year, but right. they were looking to have some sort of gleaming some kind hope, of jump. Yeah. Some sort of that. With that, the talent and all the talent and drafts picks they've made. And I still think you have, we have a little bit jumps. to look up to. The quarterback position is just so high. And wide receiver, like, your wide receivers are nothing. Are nothing. And, yeah. And as far as the quarterback goes, I mean, I think – you should have taken Deshaun Watson, but that's something you can't do now. So. Yeah, I mean, given how everything played out, I think with like they. Sh- Garrett did look like a beast on Sunday. Yeah, now he finally, yeah. now he finally sacks, played. He, he had was, two he was sacks. Only like, he, looked- he only was like seventy percent too. Like he's not. Right. He's still not a hundred percent. So that defense is going to be nasty when everybody's back. Jamie Collins is supposed to be coming back this week. That's what's going to keep us in games, and that's why I'm kind of excited for this week because I really think we can rattle Deshaun Watson with. Having Garrett, having Ogba, having, having defense more full speed. Jamie Collins, Christian mm-hmm. Kirksey, you know, the Jamar Taylor's been graded as one of the highest cornerbacks every week off of Pro Football Focus. I like he's graded now like high eighties, I think. If I remember correctly. It was like eighty six or eighty seven. So I mean Hopkins is still gonna get his, I think. But I think I think, I think, you can, I, think I don't know about Fuller. Oh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be one or the other. I think one of them's gonna get their points, or one of them's not. So, I'm. I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. I'm still saying they're gonna win. Like uh, at the end of Browns Aren't Blood, I said eleven and five starts this week. <laughs> I've been doing this every week. I know. You guys have heard me. I know. I said the quest for fourteen and two. I said the quest for thirteen and three. Road to twelve to four. Eleven and five starts this week. I'm I'm positive. I'm staying that. Hashtag that eleven and five starts this week. Yes. Maybe you should start with hashtag zero and sixteen. Oh my god! No. She's coming for you on no. here too. No, I will not. I'm thinking reverse psychology. You're saying eleven and five, twelve and four, and it's not worked. Go reverse psychology. No. Can't do it. Nope. Can't. Can't. Oh do it. my goodness! You need to start making "We Want Bama" signs. Is what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh Bama God. would beat them. Wow. Morgantown High would beat you. <laughs> no, I don't think WVU would beat the Browns. I think they'd find a way to lose it. I'm sorry. Next. So how about, how about them Steelers? Is, 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 yeah. 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 Gary Wolf is a Steelers fan. In the I room. am. Yeah. Two bad losses to two franchises that. Are supposed to be bad. And you should, you guys should have seen it coming because they almost lost to Cleveland in Week One. But they yeah. didn't. But they didn't. didn't. But they almost did. Almost. All right. Close. I know. I know. No, I know. Almost doesn't count except for horseshoes and hand grenades. But damn it, it's worth noting because they look like shit. Okay. <laughs> How many wins? <laughs> For the Browns. I'm not saying Browns okay, haven't. Okay. I'm just saying. You guys are only three and two. You're barely winning your division now. A division that we all predicted would be weak this weaker this season. It falls all on Ben Roethlisberger at this point in time. He has not played well at all. He hasn't looked good all season. I kind of wish he would have retired at this point in time. With the weapons we have on offense, there's no way we should have be where we're at right now. You guys should be in contention. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I do agree with that. Steelers were my Super Bowl have, pick. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Bryant. Even not being a homer, Steelers yeah. were my Super Bowl pick because of the offensive firepower. You're not the only one. A lot of people picked the Steelers. I picked the Steelers on the show. Yeah. To win the Super and, Bowl. And they're just not playing to that. Defenses look porous. It, I, I mean, 
everybody's running on them. Everybody. So we've got a lot of issues for a three and two team. We have to get corrected. I, th- I think the problem is y'all picked up Joe Hayden. He is infiltrating your defense for the Browns and sabotaging everything y'all are trying to do defensively. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's why they cut him. So what's the Raiders' uh, problem? Oh, the Raiders' problem? That's easy. Uh, they're having a good season hangover is what I like to call it because high expectations, sign Marshawn Lynch, Super Bowl bound is what everybody in Oakland was talking about. Uh, they're going to cruise through the AFC West. And after two weeks, three weeks, we, we looked like we were 2-1 um, we then. And then since then, we took a bad loss to Washington. Um, no, actually, we're, um, we only got two wins and three losses. Took a bad loss to Washington on Sunday Night Football. That was a very winnable game. We went in there and literally got the pants beat off of us on all facets of the game. It was closer than what the game, the final score was. And then uh, we took a bad L against Baltimore. And who, do, who did Derek Carr get hurt against? The Broncos. We went to Denver. That vaunted Denver defense, the only good thing that Denver has going for them, put Derek Carr out for either between two weeks to six weeks. Who knows? Depends on what Derek is feeling like one minute to the next. So Derek's out. We lose a tough game in Denver. And then we go to Baltimore. Or Baltimore comes to Oakland, and they absolutely decimate us with their running game and Joe Flacco's elite play, uh, air quotes. So I just really think that they got – they let last season's success get to their head. They got Derek back from his injury last year, and they're like, oh, this will be easy. I feel like we may have not put in the work needed to be in contention uh, like we should be, even if Derek was healthy right now. So depending on when Derek comes back, if it's this week or if it's five weeks from now, I'm I'm kind of thinking that we might be lucky to be 7-9 by the end of the season. With Derek Carr, I'm still a believer in the Raiders. I mean, I think it all goes back. EJ Manuel's yeah. he's he's not he's, he's not a starter. He's trash. And let's I'll take it back to what I said earlier. If your defense your defense is subpar as it is, I mean, it's not great. It's not. I don't think it's awful though. I think it's it's it can make some plays. The um, defensive front's it, awesome. We have Khalil Mack. Yeah, but then they, it gets they, real bad at the linebackers in secondary. But if you have no time to rest. You're 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 on your heels the whole game. That was the problem with Cleveland last year. Is like their defense had no time to rest, and that's one thing with their off. At least for Cleveland, their offense has moved the ball this year and helped out a little bit. So there are signs. But like for the Raiders, do you think they missed an opportunity to improve their defense this year in the offseason? I mean, it showed last year. They showed last year that they needed to improve it in certain areas. I think it definitely did because last year a lot of our wins came in shootout games Yes, where we would literally win the game in the last two to three minutes of the ball game. And they'd be by three or seven points. Right, which is awesome as a Raiders fan that we win like that, but you cannot win consistently like that and maintain that. Yeah, you got to have defense And be deep in the playoffs come January. I think another thing that's hampered the Raiders – Amari Cooper has not played yeah. up to Amari Cooper level. That was this about year. to be what I was saying. Leading the league in drops. Yeah. Seven drops. Yeah. He has looked horrible this year. More I than mean. Kenny Britt. <laughs> yeah. That's saying something. <laughs> I don't like. You know, I was a believer in Kenny Britt too, but. Oof. Like Cooper, this is his third season now, and I, I don't know why he can't hold on to the football suddenly. I don't know. Like I said, I, I think it goes back to lack of discipline, and that's always been one of the Raiders' major problems, especially on defense when it comes to penalties, is lack of discipline. And I feel like the whole team just is lacking discipline other than Derek. I feel like Derek has done what he's supposed to do. But when Marshawn Lynch has to come out 
like before Baltimore game last week, and I'm re- reading stories about, oh, he went to the offensive line coach and asked what he could be doing more and doing all this extra stuff to uh, look at more film and figure this thing out. Like, I appreciate the effort that he wants to figure out what he's doing wrong and try to contribute to a possible Raiders victory over Baltimore. But then what were you doing the previous four weeks, eating Skittles and – and dancing yeah. in our one game where we actually look like we could He's go to the Super Bowl. He's filming his new TV show. He is filming his new TV show, which is on Facebook. Which, if you want to check that out, go to Facebook video. I'm good. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Then one more thing I want to mention before we move on. Lane's Super Bowl pick. Did you lose something, Lane? Okay, you sure? Okay. <laughs> Lane picked New England Patriots to lose to the New York football Giants in the Super Bowl. After week five, the Giants are 0-5. Injuries galore. I'm going to blame it on the injuries. Just going to blame it on the injuries. injuries. Actually, I'm going to blame it on the offensive line. I'm going to blame it on their terrible coach. They have they a lot missed, of problems. They missed an opportunity to get fix their offensive line, too, in the offseason because they knew last year that they didn't have They improved tackles. a lot of their defense, but they did yeah. not do But they didn't improve anything last year or over this past offseason. Yeah. To me, they didn't fix one of their biggest deficiencies, which is running back. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. been a deficiency area for them for the last couple of years. And so hasn't the offensive tackles, both, the left and right tackle. They but knew last year. When you look at the running back happen. class that came out this, in this year's draft, McCaffrey, Fournette, well, they got Cook, Barclays being touted for this year's draft yeah. too. So, but I, I think they'll, they'll, miss. they'll be in line to get them. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's I don't know. Not, not, a, not if my Browns going to the sixteen like Gary thinks. Well, if you guys are in a neck and neck race. Yeah, for that first pick. I mean, I just thought it was a good situation for Brandon Marshall. I thought he would come in inspired to actually play. I did yeah. too. I, to I did too. Years ago, I thought he'd be like, okay, this is a place I can win. Seems like he's deep. just collecting his check. And, and then now he got hurt. But even happens. before that, I I didn't see the intensity on the field. Nope. So I mean, I guess you can't you can't teach heart. And that's what in, in the what uh, the first game of the season. I don't think he was targeted. Yeah. In the first game not until the second half. Yeah. 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 Is any of this Eli's fault? I, can, no. I don't think you can blame it on Not him. I don't think I don't think this that he's completely blameless. Mm-hmm. But no, this the problem's too big to put on one person. Yeah, that's a front. It's a front office problem. Yeah. Well, usually when that happens, I know, it's, I it's know too big lot. to put on one person. It goes to the front office. Well, yeah. I know we both know a lot that. about front office problems. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you see a lot of strife. You know, there's reports coming out that Dominic Rogers Cromartie and he just left. Eli, he left. He literally left. But there was reports that he got into a fight at the locker room at halftime. He didn't even come out the second half, and then he walked out of the building, out of the meetings. Which is insane. Yeah. So that's why they've suspended him. So there's some internal turmoil, too. Going Bring on. back Tom Coughlin. <laughs> all of the issues will go away. Isn't like. Coughlin like working down in uh, Jacksonville? Yeah. yeah. Director of football. And look at Jacksonville's defense. <laughs> nasty. They are nasty. That's why he got multiple chances in, in New York. There you go. So, next topic. It's going to be a brief topic. The U.S. men's national soccer team <laughs> did not qualify for the World Cup. And the first time, was it ever? Since, Since 1986. 1986. Thank you, 1986. Yeah. So 30 years. And several soccer fans are in outrage about this and are calling for the heads of the national team, coaching, all that stuff. Gary, what are your thoughts on this? Where's all this talent? We are never. We don't have the talent. We're never going to compete 
until we start modeling after the European soccer clubs. And they have junior soccer clubs, they have like developmental soccer all the way from youth upwards. Mm -hmm. So they have a deep pool to draw from. Do you think giving out participation trophies to all these kids is really hurting U.S. men's national I don't think it helps anything. <laughs> don't get me started on participation trophies. <laughs> don't care for them. But until we start developing... Lane, put the participation trophies down we got for Anthony and Gary. No millennial. Okay. Yeah. I ain't taking no trophy for millennial. <laughs> but anyhow, no, I think we, for us to be successful in soccer, we need to model after the successful... Europeans and Brazilians I, and such. I can agree with that. It's, and on top of that, it's just like our best player, Pulisic, Christian Pulisic, the up-and-comer, he didn't even play in, in some of our qualifying games. I mean, how is that possible? What was he doing? Did he, he have a, club, a, a club game? He plays club in Germany. And, and no, he's, so, actually, he's playing in the real football league. Yeah. So, and I'm going to reference the Red Sox as far as they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs, which is – the best, what is it, eight teams in, in baseball? Yeah. Lost the series and he got fired. So that tells you that if you don't meet a certain standard, you're out of here. And that's not the standard that we hold our soccer team to. I mean, I, they don't, they're not, they're not held to a certain standard. If if we make the make the World Cup, we're happy. Well, in, in yeah. the aspect of yeah. what uh, our old coach Jorgen Klingsman, yeah, he just got fired earlier this year or late last year. So this new coach hasn't had a whole lot of time, Bruce Arena, yeah, to implement his system. So, and I'm not saying I'm not saying hit him yeah. out the road. I'm just saying let's have a mentality that it's it's we need to contend to the World Cup. We need to get out of the group stages of the World Cup where it's a failure every month. Yeah. Like if that was the mentality, Trinidad Tobago, we would have we would have blew him out the blew him out of the water. Yeah. To me, but that's. It is what it is. I don't follow soccer too much, but I did watch a lot of the World Cup qualifying games. And right. It, they just came out flat. They came out dead. They came out like that they were already better than the opponent, and that mm -hmm. doesn't happen if you want to, you know. I, 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 I only watch soccer when the World Cup's on. I was just going to ask, is that the one you kicked the ball to the goal? No, that's the one where they have the sticks and they try to get the ball. The uh, puck in the goal. Nice. <laughs> I know what it is. Guys. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> Water polo. <laughs> Uh, so I, I just thought I'd bring that up. Like I'm not an aficionado. Yeah, Obviously, you guys knew more than what I did. So, yeah. Good job. You guys sound great. So the main juice of the episode, I want to talk about the upcoming NBA season, the 2017-2018 so NBA excited. season. First thing I want to talk about, since Anthony's so excited, is opening night: Cavs versus. The Kyrie Irving-led Boston Celtics. We talked about this in episode two. Kyrie leaving to go to Boston. Anthony, what are your thoughts going into this game? Kyrie's going to get his ass whooped. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, did you see the quote he made about going to Boston? Boston's a real... He said when he, lit, when he drove into Boston, it was he was actually in a real sports town. Kyrie's turned Cap. himself into Kevin Durant this season. Yeah, Other than Kevin Durant is. tweeting himself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really weird. It hasn't happened yet. doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I just can't wait for it. You predicting a victory? Oh, yeah. Cows are going to win. I heard that LeBron might not play game the first game. What? That would be, that would be, that would be LeBron-like to say. Teron Liu came out and said he's not sure if he's going to be okay. He re-aggravated yeah. an ankle injury last week or last game. He's actually played in the third preseason game. Uh, re-aggravated 
uh, an ankle injury, mm-hmm. and then he's out for the rest of the preseason for sure. Um, it would be to me LeBron like to sit out that game because everyone thinks, oh, LeBron, it's a big game for him. It would be just like him to be like, I don't care, it's just another game. I'm sitting out. I'm gonna be healthy because this game doesn't matter. Well, yeah, the game doesn't matter game later down the year. Yeah, for him, it's not gonna matter. It's later in the year once you get to the playoffs. That's what matters. But is the question gonna come out? Is he ducking Kyrie? They have like three more matchups uh, this season. Yeah, it'll, it'll come out, but I don't think he cares. Yeah. I really don't. LeBron's got a tough skin at this point. I don't yeah. think LeBron cares because LeBron got D-Way, Derrick Rose, uh, Jay Crowder, Jeff Jay Green, Crowder. Jeff Green is Slam Dunk great. Machine, great this yep. week. Isaiah Thomas. Green. I mean, I don't think he's yeah. starting yet. Not until December. No, he yeah. won't be back he's until out, December. Yeah, he's out with an injury, but. Dwayne and Zizek. Zizek. Still got a J.R. Smith coming off yeah. the bench. So. Now, that the might be some deep. turmoil. They, they Apparently, he's unhappy. They announced Wade as the starter over J.R. Smith. Uh, uh, he said he was talking about it. Wade said, quote, he is honored, but he's not celebrating it. Because why would you? He's the second, third best shooting guard of all time. I don't understand why you're taking yeah. offense to that if you're J.R. Smith, other than a straight ego thing. I mean, to get it is pitched, an ego thing. To get JR, for yeah. Yeah. Everything with J.R. Smith's ego. Oh, I agree. So, but He sounds like a disgruntled player on it, on 2K. He'll be like, out. I, like, my client, I'd really like to give him more minutes. If not, <laughs> he would like you to seek a trade. Do you want a, you want a ring or no? <laughs> <laughs> no? No kidding, man. I think he'll stick around because he likes having the, the shot at the championship. So, All right. Yeah, well, I think... I think him being in LeBron's circles really helped him. So is there anybody out his life? Is there anybody in the East, aside from the Cavs and the Celtics, that we're even giving a shot to? To coming out? The Raptors. I mean the Raptors have done nothing, so I would say not them. The Wizards have talent, but not enough. Before we answer that, I, I do have one concern about LeBron going into the season. I feel like this might be the season he has a major injury and misses a whole chunk of games. Don't say that. I'm just saying, I feel like he could miss 30 to 40 games this season. The day LeBron goes down with an injury is the day I quit watching NBA for the rest of the season. Well, what if he comes back like two you months said later? major injury. Major injury is like 30, 40 games. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want him to blow out a knee, but just no, saying, no. I, I worry. The Western Conference to me. LeBron has done so much the past few seasons. Guys, it's stacked. It's gotten closer. I'm interested interested to see how the Timberwolves look. Yeah, um, me too. Because I think they have the talent to compete with the Warriors, but I don't know that they'll have the chemistry for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston, I like their guard play, but aside from that, their bench is is a little weak. And I mean, they've got Nene and um, another guy, the tall guy. What's his name? Anyways, they don't Ryan have, Anderson? No, not Ryan Anderson. Um, Capella, Clint Capella. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have, I mean, they have a good starting five, but with these teams stacking, they didn't stack, they didn't draft the players. So they had to get rid of guys to make room for them. They're, they're signing stars. They're not drafting. Essentially what Miami did in, 20, in 2010. Essentially, yes, but that makes your assets that you had on your bench that made a you a less. better squad a lot less. So whenever, yeah, okay, you can – You'll be you'll be within five of the Warriors from the first quarter. You might, be, you might even be leading against the Warriors, but yeah. then they bring in their second squad, and you bring in their second squad, and then it's that's, that's when no contest. That's whenever because the I Warriors think the only second squad that. that could compete with the Warriors second squad would be Cleveland. I agree at this point. Yeah, yeah. the the thing that Cleveland got in that trade with Kyrie too was assets for the future with those tra- uh, draft picks because mm-hmm. they got 
what two next year and then another one in twenty the second round. I heard a rumor that they that they <laughs> that they still want to flip it for Demarcus Cousins. Flip flip one of those picks. That would be that'd be, that'd be insane. Yeah, it'd be huge. It that, would. That would be insane. Yeah. Um. So we we pretty much are consensus that the Warriors are going to repeat that. We do we really think Cleveland has a chance? Repeat? Oh, yes. I think they have a chance, one hundred percent. I do. Cleveland, I think Cleveland's taking it back this year. Is guys. Cleveland a better team than they I, were last season? Yeah, one hundred percent. Losing yes. the best point with, guard in the Eastern Conference with a healthy Isaiah Thomas. But look what they got. They got team. Derrick Rose coming. Like yes, it's minimal, and he's he's not having to carry a team. Though. I want Derek to do so well. I do. Yeah, he's he's not having to carry a team. Derek. He's not going to need a lot of minutes, as many minutes as what he was needing in Chicago, or even New York. Or even New York. Yeah, they got Dwayne Wade. They got Isaiah Thomas once he's healthy. I mean, that front, you know, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, as if he can show up in the playoffs. Korver made me so mad. I, I, mean, I talked to him about this last episode. That man, that man just makes me angry. He was yeah. on my TV the other day. Almost, almost threw something at it. I was like, "Whoa, calm down." It's just I like. They have such a deep front or backcourt now that I really think they got got, got a chance, good shot at taking out Golden State. I don't know if Golden State. I'm taking them. They're taking out Golden State this year. If Golden State stays healthy, I don't think anybody beats them. They're taking them out. Well, let's, let's. I think Golden State beats 73 wins this season. Mm. I think they get 74. Ooh. I think Ooh. they get seventy four. Now let's see how lucky how lucky has Golden State been injury wise the last two three years. Extremely lucky. Extremely lucky on because Durant was like side, an inch away from being out for the year last year. Not only that, but in the playoffs last year, Nurkic was out the entire Portland series. Mm. Kawhi was out most of the series yeah. against the Spurs. After I mean, uh, every star that they played, uh, who was it? Gobert was out whenever they played the Jazz. Not mm. saying that the Jazz ever had a shot. But that makes your road there a lot easier. I yeah. don't think yeah. it's I don't think it's sixteen and 0 going or twelve and 0 going into the NBA finals if it's if that's the case. And I'd even uh, say that Kyrie played most of the finals injured too. Yeah. Because so they kept hearing he was not had nagging injuries and stuff, and he looked like it at times too. Yeah, he did. He also so, looked extremely winded. Obviously <laughs> never root for injuries, but you have to take into consideration that after three three years, something's gotta go awry. Just like you said with LeBron after 13, 14 years. I mean, he's never really been seriously injured. Is that because of the physical stature that he keeps himself? And he's just a big guy. Maybe he's just less injury prone. I, I think it is now. It definitely wasn't game of his career. Because no. in his career, he'd go go into the locker room, meet McDonald's before the games. Yeah. I remember when, um, like earlier in his career, he would miss a couple games here yeah. and there too, and not just for rest to be like he's out for four or five games. And yeah. Come but back. the way the way he keeps himself now, the pat- mm-hmm. way he's done. Like I think him going down to Miami really helped him because that's when, oh yeah, he started he started really staying. I found out. Injured. I found out Miami is one of the most like they are fitness freaks down there. Like yeah. that's one of the reasons that Deion Waiter has turned into what he turned into is because uh, he said that it, they told him that uh, they would get him in shape coming into camp and he was like, I'm already in shape. He said like day two, all he did was like throw up the whole time they they. They're practicing because they push them so hard, and their weight regimen is so hard, and that's why Miami's developed this culture just outside of the whole decision thing, where people want to play for Miami because of they either want to go there because they work hard and it shows on the court. That's why they almost got in the playoffs last year, or they don't want any parts of it because they want to be lazy and they just want to collect their checks. And, and Florida doesn't have personal style. property taxes. I it doesn't have personal <laughs> property. Taxes. I think that's another reason, like. With LeBron, too, he's kind of brought a little bit of that training regimen stuff up to Cleveland with him. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. I believe that. So, 
one of the um, oh, what was I about to say? One of the interesting things that oh, the Spurs, the Spurs are always a perennial contender every year, and this season they'll be starting out with Al Kawhi, who has a quad injury, suddenly he's turning to Kevin Nash, and got injured out of nowhere. Because I didn't hear anything about Kawhi all, all summer. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Kawhi's going to miss training camp. And maybe a little bit more time like that. Tony Parker's still recovering. They're literally sending out LaMarcus Aldridge and Manu out there to start the season. And How really, bad does things get in San Antonio before they get better? Can't forget, they got Rudy Gay, um, if that's anything. I mean, they did, they did get Rudy Gay. In the offseason, so that's going to be a veteran presence. with a, They do have a lot of a young core. Um, but they got rid of Deadman. They got rid of Simmons. Mm-hmm. Did Simmons resign? I can't remember if Simmons resigned or not. No, I think Simmons left. I know okay. Deadman resigned. Yeah, and then Deadman signed with uh, the Hawks. So, I mean, they lost a lot of their young core, but, I mean, they still have, you know, Kyle, uh, like DeHonte Murray. Like They just have a, a bunch of young guys. I think they take a down year for sure. I think they're, they're in the four or five seed, especially after OKC got better. I think Houston's better. I think Timberwolves could be better. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Timberwolves. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just don't bet against Greg Popovich. Yeah. He, that's true. He's, yeah. He's had a way to when I thought, okay, Spurs just aren't going to do it, and mm-hmm. he just he's finds a way to do it. The last down year the Spurs had, I feel like, was the year before they drafted Tim Duncan. I don't I, think they've had any even 500 seasons since no. then, and that was in 1997. No, but I do agree. Maybe three yeah. or four. Yeah, I'm thinking because – Thinking four definitely would be what I would pick. Yeah, three. They could, I could see three just because, I mean, there's a lot of – there's not enough balls in Oklahoma City. I could see that being a problem. Yeah. I, and and, and weird, I don't see Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double with the additions of Paul also, George yeah. and – um, Is anybody else disappointed Carmella. that he got all these weapons now and we're not going to see him ball out like he did last season? I mean, do you want to see him? Yes. Do you want to see Thunder Warriors be a decent game? No, I want to see Russell Wilson, Russell, Russell Westbrook get triple double. That's uh, what I want to see. <laughs> I don't want to see that because he shoots forty-two percent while he does it. No, I, I want to see. Jumps it to like fifty-six. Why not, Russ? That means he's going to be able to score a lot more on triple double. So who's yeah, the MVP? Who's the MVP this year? Steph. 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 I feel. I feel like. I feel like Steph wins the start MVP, but then I, I just feel like it's Steph. I don't feel like the war. I feel like this is going to be the best Warriors team that we've seen so far. I'm homering. Clearly. You think LeBron finally gets in there? And gets his Fine, MVP again? Finally gets his fifth. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. It's been a while, though, you know, is, is what I'm saying. So here's the reason I think LeBron has the best shot is because everybody's teaming up. So everybody's going to have their stats altered in a way that they haven't. Melo doesn't have another guy. I mean, Porzingis kind of – Paul George has been the man. Um, Russell Westbrook has been the man. So all three of those guys, their stats are going to – Harden's been the man. I think Harden's been the man. CP3, never really been real close. Kawhi's injured. Um, and then yeah, Kawhi would have been my sexy pick. This every year. single person on the Cavs roster, you're like, oh, they're good, they're, they're, but they don't have to carry the load this year. Yeah, someone's gonna have to carry the load. And Dwayne Wade knows how to be number two. He yeah. knows how to be no, Batman he, and Robin. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I just he, he I took think a it's huge his best step back when LeBron was in Miami. Yeah, I think it's it's his best. It's his best uh, chance since his last MVP to get one simply because everybody teamed up. 
So I think there's going to be a, a little dip in the statistics. It's going to be a lot, a bigger pool of a lot of even statistics rather than the only team three that to four guys up here. To, though, the only team that doesn't apply to is Golden State. Because they've been playing together like that for a couple of years. Yeah, and I agree. So, yeah, they, I, absolutely. I'm going my MVP, Kevin Durant. I could see that as well. Um, I, d- I think I don't f- he's got that load off of yeah. him from the championship. Yeah. And he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder to get back and prove the finals were a fluke that he can play and be the main guy on that team. But here, here's the thing, though, that made the Warriors what they did last season work so well. And they had to learn to play together in the first half, so they had the ups and downs. And they got really hot in the second half, and Durant got injured. And then, of course, they had to work Durant back in. But even in all that, like Durant, Durant was more falling back and deferring to the original Warriors offense. But then by the time that you got to the playoffs, he was trying to first round, yeah. second round, third round, who was bringing the ball up in the fourth quarter? Durant, playing fucking point guard. And every time I saw that, this is not fair. He should be able to play point guard. I mean, obviously he can't. But you see a seven-foot dude coming down court playing point guard fourth quarter when you've already been battling your ass off, trying to win a damn playoff game, and then that's when they went Durant to be the killer. And that's exactly what they unleashed on Cleveland and the Western Conference last year. And that's what their plan is again. So was and that's why I'm saying he's my MVP. I just don't think we'll see as much of it in the regular season. I think we could see his second finals MVP, or see his first finals if MVP. they're going to chase 74 like you said, well, they don't have, have to chase it. It's just going to happen. I feel like the league is so weak and done so much to gang up on the Warriors that it's it's going to really hurt the uh, hurt the league. Michael Jordan came out and he said, "You've got what three really good, excellent teams and twenty eight subpar, average, yeah. below average." Yeah, teams. yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to mention a couple a couple teams that won't be in contention, but are going to be fun to watch. Like Philadelphia. Philadelphia has MB coming back. He just signed a big contract extension. Ben Simmons will be playing his rookie year after missing all of last year. And then we have Fultz, right? Fultz? Yeah. Didn't yeah. want to get him mixed up. I'll get him and Tatum mixed up sometimes. Um, he, he'll have his rookie year. Philly is kind of, seems like you're saying the process starts now officially where they start winning games. Like, what are your thoughts on this? Philly is a. The whole Embiid contract blew my mind. He's played that's what one of my thirty some games, forty yeah. some games. It's not been many. He's he been hasn't injured. Now there's well. Now when he's played, he's shown flashes that he can be good. He was rookie of the year until he got injured last year. Yeah, and there's certain there's certain clauses in the contract about him getting injured. Mm-hmm. So they covered their back. They covered their ass a little bit mm-hmm. as far as if he does get hurt, they're not going to have to pay it all out. Um, but I agree with that. That was my knee jerk reaction too. Of why are you paying to give a max contract to a guy that you've seen not even a half a whole season right. of him? Yes, maybe deserving. I mean, he's very agile for as big as he is and quick, really, for as big as he is. But I agree, that's that's the knee-jerk reaction. Is is, he, is it going to be worth it? Um, I mean, I guess you got to pay him or else he's going to leave. Yeah. So that's one thing you got to look at. I mean, right. they got to make the guy happy. And with the egos, especially with him, um, yeah, I mean, you kind of – do they really have a choice? I feel like that's more what they were looking at. Do we have a choice? So go. We want to be. We want to be legit contenders. Got to make a move. You got a lot of time down because everyone else is getting tied down. Yeah. If all that talent plays to their potential, seventy sixers could be dangerous. I think. I think they go second round in the playoffs. I they could be a surprise team. I really like Ben Simmons. I do too. I saw. I saw highlights of his uh, first preseason game, and 
the way he was distributing the ball, he wasn't even looking for his own shot, but the way he was controlling the floor and passing the ball, it was magic-like. He sees the floor like magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was very magic-like, and I, and I had never seen... Honestly, I've seen a lot of great point guards since Magic. I was a baby when Magic was in his prom. Um, but And I've seen a lot of point guards since then. But watching him made me immediately think Magic. And that's the first time anybody's done that. Because I've seen a lot of great passers, a lot of comparisons on television. And on, over the years, like, oh, he's like Magic Johnson, LeBron. He's Magic Johnson. Ben Simmons sees and passes the ball kind of like Magic Johnson. And it's kind of scary. Kind of. I say kind of three times. It's a little scary. I'm old school. I, I like my court guards. Magic Johnson, John Stockton. Stockton, I love Stockton. Oh, man. Jason Williams. <laughs> White, White chocolate. chocolate. White chocolate. Yeah. Even West Jason Virginia. Kidd. Jason yeah. Kidd was a heck of a... I love watching Jason Kidd, too. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to watch Philly. Uh, we mentioned the Timberwolves. How will they gel? They have the Bulls' best player on their team now, <laughs> who was given to them for nothing, Jimmy Butler. How will Butler and Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins gel. Wiggins just got a contract extension as well. Um, Pippen's challenging Wiggins to make the playoffs this year. This is Thibodeau's second year. It's kind of it's kind of go time in Minnesota. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out as well. Yeah, we'll see how the West shakes out. Who's going to be second in the West? And I can and tell you who ain't going to be the Lakers. No. I don't like the ball pick. I didn't like uh, it. I like Lonzo. So I far. don't. I think they did. I think they would have. just needs to shut up. They had to pick him. He's never going to shut up. They had to pick him. I know, I know. And Kuzma, the second round pick. Kuzma. He is, has been balling since Summer League started. Everybody's on Kuz be, right now. I think he's the better player out of the two, and it's not really close at this point. They're asking when, how long until he breaks in the starting lineup. I he think it'd be open to night, of, honestly. I, he reminds me of DeRozan whenever I watch him play. It's mm-hmm. wild with Kuzma. And I mean, I haven't seen him play yet. Yeah, you got to look him up. He's he's tall. He's kind of skinny, but I mean, he's tall. I mean, he can handle the ball. Um, I mean, I think I like their core. But I agree with you. They're not. They may. They may sneak into the eight, if anything, and that's that's best case scenario. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So I said that last last podcast. I don't West, think West Coast is by far the toughest division. Oh, yeah. Easily, oh, yeah. yeah, easily. Um, what do you think about Blake resigning with the Clippers, which is turned turn into a dumpster fire? I think it really means nothing. I think he made a lot of money to get hurt again. Yeah. I mean, they have the. We've seen the best of Blake. You think they brought over the the point guard. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Tiosic or something like that. Front. He's he's played overseas. He's like twenty six or he's not a, he's not a young guy, but he's yeah been playing over overseas for a while. He can he's a good facilitator to replace Chris Paul. Um, but they got they lost JJ Redick. They lost Chris Paul. Uh, they gained a lot, Lou Williams, in the trade. I mean, I think they might even actually be a better overall team than they were last year, but I think everyone else around them has gotten so much better that that's not going to matter too much. I never saw Blake Griffin as a franchise player. I, I think he... I did maybe for a few seasons. I see flashes of it, but it's not consistent enough. That's yeah. why yeah. I have to agree with you. Once he started trying to develop a three-point shot, I was kind of like, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to be in the paint anymore. Yeah. He doesn't have any value to me. Um, the Bulls are going to be a dumpster fire. Just want to put that out there. I hate to say that because I know you're a Bulls fan. I am a Bulls fan, but they will be a dumpster fire. What the hell were they thinking? Our man, Gar Foreman and John Paxton are determined to burn down 
everything in the United Center. The Hawks might not win a game this year. The Hawks Dennis, will win a game Dennis, this Dennis, year. Dennis Schroeder just got in trouble, and now he gets their only player yeah. that they have. Oh, did he? What did he get in the, trouble the Hawks? For? Domestic violence, oh, I think. Oh. Yeah, the Hawks went and sold everything. They got rid of everything. They gave the White Howard to the Hornets. They gave away the guy who's from there to the Hornets. Oh, man. It was such an interesting NBA offseason. I hope that the regular season will live up to the hype. Um, Me too. So, quick picks. Western Conference Finals, everybody. Western Conference, I'm going to have to go with Golden State, obviously. And then I'm going to say... I don't know. Houston, Houston or Oklahoma City. Okay. I'm going to say Oklahoma City. With the Warriors winning? With the Warriors winning. And? And six. Golden State with Oklahoma City, the Thunder, and Warriors winning. I'd say probably five. Okay. Golden State, Houston. Golden State, five. Lakers, Suns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Golden State and... I'm actually going to pick the Timberwolves to make the Western Conference Finals, and I think it's in four. Warriors. Sweet. Eastern Conference Finals. Gary? Cleveland. Uh. <laughs> That's the rest of the... Yeah. That's the rest of the, rest of the East. Who else is in the uh. division? Yeah. <laughs> Who else is in the division? I mean, whoever... It'll probably be Cleveland, Boston. I, I, really, I hate to say that, but that's kind of what I just Cleveland, Boston, Cleveland, Boston. and four. Yep. That's, Same. Yep. I'm gonna go Cleveland, Washington. Okay. Get John Wall in there. It'll still be a four-game series, five-game series at most. But John Wall will, will get to his first ever Eastern Conference Finals. Bradley Beal's playing his best basketball he's ever played, and. That's basically all I have to base that off of. Do you think anybody's really sleeping on Washington, though? Like, do you think like anybody in the league is kind of sleeping on them, thinking that? Oh, absolutely. They out of all the teams, I feel like that they, they kept their core together, and they would be one of the more mature teams that didn't shake everything up. Yeah, I think that's going to benefit them a lot in the Eastern Conference. I agree. Um, Hawks Magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I actually got. Uh, I got the I got the Wizards making the Eastern Conference Finals too. I'm I'm torn on if Cleveland or Boston is going to be in there though. I think it's going to be Boston. How dare you? How, I think you, it's how Boston. dare you? Oh, you I, let's put money on that right now mm-hmm. on recorded live air. That I will bet you less than five dollars on this. <laughs> well then, never mind. Because <laughs> I'll forget about it by then. Um. <sighs> You're going to say Wizards uh, uh, All right, all right, all right. I'm going to go Cleveland Wizards. I'm, I'm backtrack. All right. I like the Wizards. I, th- I think that they are tougher than a lot of teams will expect. I think, and then I got Cavs in seven. I think uh, Boston, their depth is not as good as it was. Their defense is not as good as it was. Losing Olenek was big. Losing Jay Crowder defensively yeah, really, was big. Losing really Avery Bradley defensively is big. Um, Isaiah Thomas was the bulk of their scoring. I mean, Kyrie will take care of that. But I, I think they really – I'm not saying they're – I think after LeBron's reign in the East is over, it's going to be Boston for the next six, seven years because of their draft picks and their young core. Right. Um, but aside from this year, we're not talking about next year. We're talking about this year. And I think they really don't have a chance. 
against Cleveland this year. And they may, like, it's why I picked the Wizards. I think if they lose the Wizards, it'll go seven. But I think it's a possibility. And I, I just, it's going to be about how John Wall plays, really. Yeah. And how, I mean, as long as he stays healthy, because he did have injury problems before. All right. Warriors, Cavs. Who you got? How many games? I mean, I can't pick the Warriors. I'll say Cavs in seven. It's kind of where I was leaning. I Cavs in seven. I thought I was going to be the only one on it, to be honest. But Warriors <laughs> in six. Warriors in six. That's what I'm thinking too. I will pick kids the Cavs on this one. I'm not betting you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that is wraps up our show. That is our NBA preview. Lane, we need to get the other news skin sometime. Sooner, weekly. Uh, we gotta get weekly. on it. We mean bi-weekly. Let's work the bi-weekly. Yeah, we got a weekly going. Yeah, let's work the I'll bi-weekly. I'll be here every Thursday. Yeah. You're not here on Thursdays? No, I'm not here every Thursday. Oh. I'm getting I'm getting calls right now. Oh shoot! Oh, you're busy. Exactly. Yeah. I gotta go home and give the guard a bath. So, thanks for listening, Lemon and the Fro. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, uh, YouTube, uh, hyphen podcast group wordpress.com, and. Follow Lane on social media at Lane underscore Lemon 44 or just Lane underscore Lemon on Twitter. Just Lane underscore Lemon. And then you can find me on Twitter, B hyphen, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N. And if you got any thoughts, want to tell us you like the show, you hate the show, you can let us know. And rate, review, subscribe, and share in iTunes. Let us know how awesome Lane is at his job and how little I actually do. So... Anthony, Gary, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Last word. Go Cubs. Go Cubs. I'm going to ride with you because you're my co-host, but I think the natural next win. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Deuces.